millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, and I reviewed Final Fantasy VII Remake. The review went up earlier in the week, and I had a whole bunch to say. We ended up putting together a 25-minute review uh, because that game is seismic, and we've been waiting for it for 23 years, and I had a ton to say, um, but I also put out the um, the feelers on social media to see what you guys wanted answered in terms of your biggest questions um, over on Twitter and on YouTube, and people could just send over whatever they want to know from how long the game is to where exactly does it end, um, do we know future plans, etc. So I'm just going to get through as many questions as I can. We had a massive response, um, and I'll just see how many I can get through. So the first one comes from Matthew Bergman, who says, At what point does this version end? Watched a review that said that this game is only in the main city. Please correct. Uh, no, that's totally true. The first uh, city of Final Fantasy VII is Midgar, and that's the only section that this game covers. Now, they have picked and chose various plot points from other points in the overall story from the original, and just had characters have flashbacks or flash forwards or whatever to get around the fact that they're trying to tell the whole game's story in this opening chunk. Um, so, yeah, at what point does it end? It's straight after Midgar. Um, they are, there are some surprises, um, but I'm not going to get into any of that stuff because it's spoilers. But, yeah, you are purchasing Midgar and Midgar only. There's nothing outside of that. Um, so they do a good job fleshing it out, but it's literally only Midgar. Next one is from Ito Nadi, who says, is Vincent playable? No, Vincent Valentine is not playable. He's not even mentioned. Um, he's a character who will become a bigger deal in the future. You're not going to meet him in the story for a good chunk of time after Midgar. And yeah, guy's not even mentioned unless I'm missing something, but I don't think he's in there whatsoever. Next question from Best in the World. Is there a new game plus? Uh, yes, uh, when you finally finish the game, you'll get a chapter select, which just lets you drop into any chapter um, whilst maintaining or retaining your items, materia, levels, everything else. Um, and you'll also unlock a hard difficulty mode toggle. Um, so yeah, you can just drop back in, replay it. You can jump in and out of different chapters to mop up which side missions you missed or to get different weapons and materials that you missed. I really like this system. I think they could have done a better job with some stuff required to get the Platinum Trophy because you're rerunning chapters to trigger different side quests or cutscenes at the end. So you've got a lot of uh, rerunning the same stuff over and over again. Um, but yeah, once you're done, you can retain all those buildups, all those high character levels and loadouts and just jump back into wherever you want. I love the idea of this. Next one's down from Alan37129. Is it worth playing this game or is it just a fan service cash grab? Been really looking forward to it, but my review has given them some cause for concern. Um, I think there's enough in here that you'd enjoy. The only point that I made in the review over and over was that I think the original does the story better. I think it does all the build up and payoff and character 
character writing and all that nuanced stuff. The the big the reason that people fell in love with this franchise, all of that stuff, at least for me, comes through so much more in the original. Um, I kind of view the remake as a celebration of that original game and all that uh, franchise ephemera in terms of you know the characters and the di- and dialogue. There's lots of callbacks and fan service and things like that. Um, I think you'll get more out of it if you've played Final Fantasy VII, um, the original. Um, but I do still think it's worth playing. I still gave it four stars. I still think it's an immaculate action game. It still has great character beats. It's still very much iconic and it still does build to a satisfying finale. Um, I just think you'll get more out of it if you happen to have access to the original. Um, one little tiny addendum I did want to throw on, because I mentioned in the in the review, you should play the original if you can. Um, it is very much if you can. Um, I think that if you've already pre-ordered Remake and it's sitting on your doorstep in front of you, unless you really want to, um, you know, you can still just dive into the remake. I just think it's better with the original one. Um, but some people are saying that they've been starting the original um, instead of going to the remake. And that's been, that's great. I, some people also followed that up by saying they're having a blast with it. So as long as you're comfortable doing that, I think you'll get more out of the remake playing the original. Um, but I don't necessarily think it totally invalidates the remake. I think that if that's your only port of core, it's still totally a worthwhile game. Next one from Bobby Berkey, who says, do limit breaks live up to what I'd imagined them to? And that's what he'd imagined them to. Uh, limit breaks, yeah, you only get uh, two in this one. It's not the full loadout of four per character like it was in the original, because obviously we're just at the beginning of the story. Um, but yeah, the limit breaks look great. They can miss, which sucks. Um, if you happen to target a character, an, an enemy that's in the middle of some sort of evade animation or something like that, um, you'll be doing your animation and they'll just leave, uh, which sucks. Um, I do like the idea that you can trigger everyone's limit breaks at once though and once you've triggered one you can just tap up or down on the d-pad and switch to another character and watch them carry out their limit break whilst you supplant that with you know some healing material or a, a, a different damage buff or an elemental attack or something like that and there's lots of chaining attacks together in this game which is one of its biggest uh, strengths so yeah i think limit breaks look absolutely gorgeous um and in regards to um some moves that were classed as limit breaks in the original they are now just regular uh, abilities in combat um so like clouds braver for example you can just bust that out whenever um which is a really cool way of kind of like i don't know balancing the books a little bit on that stuff but they still have so much more to go after midgar so they can't front load it too much um but yeah i like the look of limit breaks they're still fun sadly though it doesn't do the noise when you triggered a limit break in the original you would get that really cool it sounded like a sword being sheathed or being pulled out kind of thing you'd get a really cool noise that's not in there anymore which kind of sucks. Question from Arcane Fury. So is combat turn-based or is it more like the newer games? It's more like the newer games. Um, they have ha- they do have a classic mode, um, which is meant to emulate turn-based combat, but I really don't think it feels good at all. Uh, classic mode pretty much means that you're um, pausing whenever, like it, it makes you pause after each input and you choose whether you want to attack, do a spell, do an ability, and then you just watch gameplay play out. So it's, it doesn't feel right. It just feels like they, they half-stepped it. Um, you know, for, for my money, if you were going to do a classic mode, you just take those character models from each individual fight, freeze time, line them up on both sides of the screen, um, and do it like it looked in, in 1997. Um, so the vast majority of combat is full-on Devil May Cry-style action which I absolutely love. It's what they tried to do in, in 15, but I never thought that game felt that responsive. You were kind of always ho- <clears throat> holding buttons a little bit too much to trigger attacks as opposed to like dialing them in. Um, and this game has like, you know, Tifa has launchers and drop kicks and there's all sorts of different ways to play it in terms of ranged combat from Barrett and Aerith whilst you're up front as uh, Cloud and Tifa wailing on dudes, swapping between everybody. You do need to hybridize the two. You need to be planning exactly what moves you're dropping in there. Um, but I think they've found a great way to mix it. And if you want to play it as a full-on action game, you totally can. 
Question from Richard Samuelson on YouTube who says, is it still episodic or is the full thing out? Any content cuts since the original? Um, yeah, so they haven't talked about this whatsoever in terms of, uh, it just, at the, the end of the game, all you get is uh, this will continue. So they, they don't know how many episodes it's gonna be. There's no release date at the end of the credits or anything like that. Um, so yeah, it's still very much an episodic rollout, um, but they, they, they're skirting around it in terms of the advertising. It's still just referred to as the Final Fantasy VII remake. Make. It's not part one or episode one or anything like that. Um, and I will say that the way, uh, like I mentioned before, the way they bring plot points in does make it feel like a more complete thing. Um, it's, a, it's a strange thing to dance around without spoilers, but they, they very much try to make this feel worthwhile whilst it also still being the first part of an overall story. Um, I know that sounds really weird and confusing. Um, but yeah, so the full thing is not out, basically. There's more to come and they say that. Um, you know, at the end of the credits, so you definitely know that there's more. Content cuts, um, yeah, they change uh, a bunch of stuff in terms of how certain characters work. Uh, main one being Sephiroth. Um, he's kind of, he's more of just an entity that sort of, is he, is he real, is he not? He's inside Cloud's mind. Um, and they changed the way his whole dynamic works because he was fleshed out after Midgar in the original, so they have to kind of change him around a lot. I'm not a big fan of that, I think it, it kind of sucks. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm curious if new players like that too. Um, but yeah, the vast majority of stuff is in here and they, they add to it, like I say, by pulling things from different parts of the story. Um, it just doesn't really come together in terms of, it, the, the pacing is, is kind of off in regards to comparisons to the original. But I know there's a question in here about pacing, so I'll get to that too. Quick one from Booker DeWitt, um, taking, time off from, uh, taking time out from saving Elizabeth. Um, how does it compare to Nier Automata? Um, I'm guessing in terms of combat. Or oh, just loves Nier Automata. Um, I mean, I'm going to say that the, the combat's pretty good. It does feel like a platinum action game at points. Um, and, you know, the skirt billowing tech is pretty spot on as well. If uh, we were going to compare um, 2B's skirt to Aerith's skirt, very good skirt tech. Next question from Neri XCIV. Um, Besides the devs saying it's episodic, is there anything in the game or on the box that states that it's a part one? Um, now, I got the digital copy, but I have looked this up. On the back of the box art, um, it does say this is the first part in the Final Fantasy VII Remake project. Um, but like I said before, that's not front-loaded in the in the advertising materials and in the, in the trailers and stuff like that, kind of whatsoever. And I did put out um, a poll on Twitter just saying, look, how many people actually know that they're not buying the full game? Um, and, and overwhelmingly, it was people going, oh my God, what? It's not the full thing? Um, so I do think they've dropped the ball in terms of clarity on exactly what people are buying. Um, it does say on the back, but it's part of the blurb. Um, it's not It's not as clear as it could be. Second question from them. I've heard there is a fair amount of padding slash filler in the game. Did you feel like there was a lot of that just to pad out the game time? Hell yes. Um, that was the thing that really, really dragged it down and shaved off that star. I still went with four stars, um, but I do think general moment-to-moment -moment gameplay, especially in the middle, you're doing a lot of go find this key card, go do this one thing, um, you know, go track down these switches to open this one door or this character's fallen off this walkway or become detached from the group and now we need to get back there again. It's an excuse to hang with those characters and some people might just enjoy that. Um, it's more time playing Final Fantasy VII, um, but I thought it completely destroyed the pacing, especially at a very key moment towards the end. Um, so yeah, a lot of that stuff. Um, to give you a comparison, Midgar uh, overall, beginning to end in the original game is about five hours. Uh, it's 30 in this. So, uh, and what takes a couple of hours, you know, takes like 10 to 12 or something like that. It always feels like they're throwing stuff in there to distract you and, and take you away from whatever you were doing to flesh things out. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Uh, next question comes uh, from a, a person whose username was just a peace symbol. Uh, so peace symbol. Um, how highly would you recommend playing the original before this one? As I never played the original, but really want to play the remake. Um, I kind of clarified that before. Um, I do think that if you have access to it, you should totally play the, the original game. I still think that's a better game overall. And I think the remake works better as an addendum, as a very much a extension of the original game, especially considering um, the way they've remixed the plot and the way they've brought things in. Um, from, from the wider story overall. There are things in the remake that will fundamentally give away what happens in the overall story um, from the original game. So I would still totally recommend the original game. Obviously, it's 40 hours long, so that's maybe a big ask. Um, it's going to be on you. It's going to be whether or not you can afford the time um, to put into the original, but the original still worth playing is the basic sentiment that I want to be taken away from that. Um, I would still totally recommend the original game. I think it's still one of the best games of all time, and I still absolutely adore it. 
Um, so there is that. I still think that if you dove into the remake, you would get a, you know, you'd get a hint of why that world is such a big deal. But the original does everything better, uh, minus the combat, if you prefer action-based combat. Question from Nate G. How does it stack up in nostalgia value? Ultimately, would you prefer to play the original in all its aged graphics or play this up-to-date version? Um, I haven't come down on which one I would prefer to play right now. I'm loving the fact that the remake is something new and fresh because I've grown up with Final Fantasy VII for two decades. Um, but how does this stack up in nostalgia value? Um, it's great. There are a, a ton of fan references and nods to the wider lore. Um, things that they do that I noted in the review that um, things that they do that feel like they scoured a forum and just sort of said, well, people want this, but you know, everyone underneath that comment is saying they'll never do that. They totally do that uh, without giving away what those things are. Um, but some things in terms of uh, boss characters, um, side quest rewards, um, general sort of like lines of dialogue from characters, it's, it's referencing the Final Fantasy VII fandom. It's referencing the legacy that Final Fantasy VII has, has laid out across the last couple decades. Um, and so, you know, the music as well is phenomenal. There's a lot of nostalgia in just seeing how Nobu Yamatsu has taken those original compositions and returned to Final Fantasy for the first time in quite some time. Um, and redid them for like a new audience. So yeah, I think it's great in terms of uh, nostalgic value. Um, overall, if I was gonna just recommend one, it's still the original, um, but personally right now, I'm still having, having a blast with the remake. Question from Rex Wolfley, what percentage of the original game's narrative is given away in the first part of this remake? Also, Red 13, how does he fit in? Red 13 is the, um, the wolf slash dog companion that you get at the end of the Midgar section in the original game. Um, he's in here, but he's a companion. Um, you can't control him, you can't give him any attacks, he just does his own thing, he's AI. Um, so he still factors into the story, but you don't have any agency in terms of controlling him or where he wants to go. Um, he gets a decent amount of screen time and his, his scenes with Barrett are brilliant. Um, but yeah, they, they don't let you control him because there's kind of no point. You'd be specking up a character for the final hour of the game or something like that. Also, what percentage of the original game's narrative is given away? Um, I don't want to give too much away, but a lot. Um, let's just say that they, if you approached the remake knowing that all of the original game was one giant um, canvas that was already complete, um, they are taking large chunks of that canvas and swapping them around so that even though you're only looking at a small part of this, the new canvas, um, a lot of those things are now edged in. So they're all in, in that view. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but um, but they, yeah, they very much approach all of Final Fantasy VII through the lens of Midgar, which is already dividing the fandom. The, uh, a, lot of, a lot of the forums are freaking out. Question from Dudge. How have some of the female characters with color, with really colorful personalities like Aerith or Tifa been degraded to glorified waifus? Is it a fault of the new writing? Um, kinda, yeah. There's um, There was always a general sort of mentality in the original game that you could have fun, you know, pretending to sort of, attempting to date these different characters and it would culminate in the golden saucer. You went to this big theme park where you could go on a date with one of them. Um, and it was based on what a point system that you couldn't see, but the game was allocating points to uh, one of these other people based on what your answers were in different conversations leading to that point. Um, I always loved that. I thought that was quite a, a more natural kind of way of giving you some sort of reward or payoff for engaging with these people in conversation. You can even go on a date with Barrett if you want to. Um, I love all that stuff. Um, in this one, there's very much a sensibility of Cloud is the center of the universe and Aerith, Tifa and Jesse are just thirsty as hell to get with him as much as possible and uh, never ending. 
Um, it's just, it's the way that they're shot. It's all the close-ups of their faces. It's them being super cute, throwing peace symbols, wanting high fives. There's even that shot that they put out, which I think is in the trailer, but it was one of the screenshots where Cloud is just standing and you've got, he's got Aerith on one arm and Tifa on the other. Um, and they, they very much hammer home, you know, they, I, I think they give them enough agency to avoid it being a massive negative, but it stands out. Um, I mentioned this in the review, but I think that in the original, because you were forced to go off the script entirely and very little, um, you know, visuals mattered very little, you were interpreting these characters based on what they were saying. And it's very, it's very dialogue heavy just because of the graphics. Um, it meant that you engaged with them on a more human level and it, it didn't necessarily matter the way that they looked. Um, I think a lot of that has been rebalanced because of the uh, you know new hardware affords a more visual sensibility. But I think that they, it, like I said, it comes across like everyone is just thirsty for Cloud and they don't have that much agency in the story other than pleasing Cloud. And Cloud gets to be, Cloud is pretty underwritten. Cloud gets to sort of just fold people off left, right and center. And every, uh, especially all the women in the game, just keep coming back to him over and over again, um, which is a, is a weird beat. Um, even though I see what they're going for in terms of how Cloud is this sort of cold mercenary. But yeah, that stuff stood out to me, especially in comparison to the original. Um, but again, time will tell as to what people think. Next question from Robert Salgado. Um, Having never played the original, do you recommend I play part one now or wait until all the episodes are released and binge them all together? Um, I wouldn't recommend waiting until all episodes are released just because of the way the story is handled. They're very much planning something that's going to go on for years and years. They haven't said when part two is coming, but the way that this thing ends, um, this is going to be a, a journey for everybody. Um, and I think it'd be more, I think if you were going to, if you were going to come down on one side of it, should you wait or should you play, you should play. Um, either you should play the original to get the full scope of where everything's potentially going to go, um, or you play the remake and you can embark on this journey with everybody else, diving into the forums, having conversations with people, um, etc. because this is going to be a big pop culture talking point, especially in gaming. Um, for the foreseeable future, where you know until they announce how long things are going to take, uh, it'll you know it'll be a while. Um, so yeah, I still recommend you play the original. Uh, I recommend you play everything. I recommend you play the original. You'll get more out of the remake. Um, if you don't have access to the original, then just dive into the remake. Tyler Hawkins, how long is the game? Um, we don't know how many parts they're going to make. Uh, roughly, how much of the story is covered? I mentioned that before. But how long is the game? Thirty hours for me. Um, I've gone back and I'm now getting the Platinum, which has bumped up my hour count to about 45. Um, but that revolves around replaying chapters over and over, trying to trigger different side quests, um, doing things out of order, like jumping into one chapter, getting through, having one conversation, saving, jumping back out to another, car another chapter, seeing if that's affected that. There's a lot of back and forward if you're trying to do 100%. How long is the game main run through? It took me almost exactly 30 hours. Um, and that was doing the vast majority of side quests the first time. There's only two that I missed um, the uh, the first time. So yeah, I would still say about 30 hours. Robert Loden, is there enough um, new stuff to keep you interested if you've played the original? Yes, mainly because of how their mentality was um, they're very much aware of the original game. They're very much aware of the fandom, the conversations that have happened in the last two decades. And they've kind of made a remake that is one giant commentary on Final Fantasy VII. I don't want to give anything away in regards to that. Um, but I I went back and forward on whether I... I don't prefer any of the new changes, um, but I like that they were bold enough to do them. Um, and I'm, st I'm still excited about the way that this thing ends. 
Um, I, but like I said, I prefer the story beats in the original. Um, but yeah, if you play the original to death, I think you should check out the remake 100%. Like I said, it's a celebration, but you also have all these remixed plot points, these reapproaches to iconic characters and iconic character beats that are now done totally differently. I think Sephiroth is a negative, um, but there are others in there, especially Jesse, um, that I think I'm glad that they went back to and sort of fleshed out. I think you'd, you'd get more of a kick out of this game if you've played the original, which is always my takeaway thing. And the last question uh, from Shannon Dance, which is, is it actually worth it? Yes. Um, it's the culmination of everything I've been saying. It is still worth it. It is still a fun game. I still love the combat. I love the leveling system. The weapon system um, looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's just that it's just that brass tacks fact that it's tied to one of the best games of all time, and that should still be on your plate um, if possible. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of nuanced conversations around that, around people's spending habits, how much time you can afford to spare, whether you can do a 40-hour runtime and then jump into another 30-hour runtime. Um, or whether you would rather just go with the remake because you prefer, you know, live action combat as opposed to turn-based. So they're all things to take into account, but I still think the remake is a worthwhile product. And obviously I broke that stuff down in the review. Um, so overall, still totally worth it. Still a great game. It's just, there's a lot of things when compared to one of the greatest games of all time. Um, the, you know, it, it just doesn't do better. So ideally play the original, then get to the remake. If you don't have access to the original or something massively puts you off, this one's still worth it. That's basically as easily as I can put it in probably the most complex way, but see what you think. But yeah, let me know what you think down in the comments below. Maybe you've already picked it up. Maybe you're waiting. Do you prefer the original overall if you have dove into the new one? And what do you think about their general remixing of plot points and things like that? For now, I've been Scott from whatculture.com. Thank you all very much for the questions and I'll catch you guys next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.